1: Thanks for listening to this
0: podcast of Bet MGM Tonight. Our show is live every
2: weeknight from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern on Odyssey radio stations around the country. Odyssey.com, as well as the Odyssey app.
0: We're going to welcome in, once again, making his second appearance, James Young from SportsGrid, basketball analyst. He joins us on the Roman guest line. Coach, thanks for joining us again.
2: Thanks for having me on, guys. Happy Monday.
3: Happy Monday. Uh, We were talking about this earlier, and I know that it's not uh, necessarily betting-related just yet, but there's a lot of drama now. Rudy Gobert coming out on telling whoever. uh, It's either me or Donovan Mitchell. I think trade them both. I think, honestly, it's time to just blow the whole thing up, probably trade Mike Conley as well. If you're the Utah Jazz after... There's been very high expectations for where this franchise is going to go. Number one seed last year, obviously. Some disappointing heartbreaks against the Clippers the year before that in the bubble against Denver. Uh, What do you do? Where do you go?
2: Tristan, you're right. I think you blow it up, and I think you get rid of both of them. Now, you obviously know that Quinn Snyder's going to leave. Obviously, there's talk about him trying to go to the Lakers. But I think you trade both of them. I think you could find a market for both of these guys, you know, uh in regards to Gobert, you know, maybe look at a team that needs a rim protector to win a championship. Uh if Golden State falls short, they have the assets with the young players you send the Golden State uh as a as a rim protector and kind of trade Wiseman Wiggins and some and some uh young guys like a Kaminga or or a Moody, you know, you could see him going to a team like Boston. Do you get rid of, you know, a guy like Robert Williams, who, yeah, you're not going to run the offense through, but if you're going to use Robert Williams in in what he is like that, which is such a limited offensive player, you can get a better one and a bigger one in Rudy Gobert. So I definitely think there's going to be a market for two of them. And you're right, depending on what the haul you get, you could probably move Mike Conley as well. But if you look at it, guys, you know, going into next year, what are they? Maybe the sixth or seventh best team? All the teams that are ahead of them, they are the, playing right now, the four of those teams are better. You gotta have to say that the Pelicans are going to be better, you know. And so you you never know how these teams are going to make leap. So what are you going to do? You're going to try and go for sixth, seventh place again? I think you try and blow that thing up and try to bring in fresh blood and almost start over with Quinn Snyder leaving.
3: Coach, you know, I I heard some some whispers about my man Quinn Snyder. I want to get your reaction to this. Apparently, uh, according to my sources, um, Quinn Snyder has the team on three buses instead of two, has them have assigned seating on the buses, and as you play better, you move forward on the bus. Feels like, although he's highly regarded, that would be something that would, if he ends up going to the Lakers, that would, you would Im- imagine would turn some stars off.
2: Just a, it sounds kind of like, I hate to say it, high schoolish. You know, I'm going to force these guys to bond and force these guys to, to talk. I mean, I mean, I I can't believe it, but, you know, it's 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 one of those things that if he does it, that's nuts. You know, when you look at Utah, I mean, has there been a team that has been that bad in the postseason year after year after year? It's almost like when Utah gets to the playoffs, you're like, okay, like what are they going to underachieve this time? And they did it again, you know. Even though, you know, uh, look did play the first three games of the season. The series, how can you have the, one of the top five players in the NBA not there and you still lose two out of three games? Right. So it's just a microcosm of that whole franchise. And like I said, I think it's just time they blow it up and start over.
0: Coach, we get game one tonight between the Mavs and the Suns, and the Mavs open up as six-and-a-half-point dogs. The total in the game is 214-and-a-half. I don't like betting against Luka. I know how good the Suns team is. Devin Booker is back. Uh, he's as healthy as he's probably going to be here in the playoffs. Your thoughts on this game, on this series?
2: Well, I think it's going to be a good series. I think it'll probably go six games. I you know, I hate betting against Luka, but I've been one of these guys that has been on Phoenix yeah. for over a year now, so I do like... Uh, Phoenix to win this series. I like them to win and cover tonight. I know it's you're asking for a big number, but this is a team that's been there before, and you know Dallas getting out of the first round is big for them. So I do like the Suns. You know they're they're really good as a favorite um, in the in the playoffs. They're they're 17 and seven in their last 24 playoff games as a favorite. So I do like uh, the Suns. In regards to props, last time we talked, you know, Tristan and I were on, on, you know, Dwight Powell. I'll get yeah. like Powell again tonight. I mean, it's, it's four and a half rebounds, guys. He averaged 4.9 during the regular season, 6.3 versus Suns during the regular season. You know, he's missed it by two of the four, uh, last four games. And he's got to be in the slowdown, DeAndre, who is a force down low. So I actually like Powell to go over his rebound props. I like eight to go over his rebound props. Seems like me, guys. It's at eleven and a half. He has 15 rebounds a game versus the Masters. And it's going over the last four games. And then how can you go against Chris Paul to have a double-double? 25 double-doubles in 57 games for Dallas' career. Double-double four in the last six games. I like a CP3 to get a double-double tonight.
3: Let's go back over to the East. Uh, wanted to get your thoughts on one. How the Bucks looked against the Celtics. The Celtics before the series started were minus two hundred to win it. Uh, I raced to the, the betting table to take the Bucks plus one seventy five defending champs at that value felt like an easy bet to me. A dominant performance, obviously. I think that the headline was uh, that they were the Bucks just outmuscled them. Now in Game Two, four and a half point dogs again in Boston. How do you see you know tomorrow's game playing out and the rest of the series?
2: You know, say I mean, did it look like Varsity versus JV mm-hmm. in game one? I mean, I, I mean, it really looked like it was something. I and mean, here's the thing. What, I think what happened is, is the market was so heavily favored towards Boston because they beat the Nets. Yeah. But if you really look at the series, it was such a small margin of victory in the series, in the games. If Kevin Durant shows up at all, it's 2-2, let yeah. alone – Four zero. Right. So they really got by about a skin of their teeth. Um, and listen, Milwaukee—they're so disrespected. Yeah. Um, but when they turn it on, I mean, they could turn it on. And that big boy lineup—when you put Lopez and Bobby Portis and Giannis together—I mean, good luck trying to get a rebound on those three guys. So Giannis didn't even have that great of a game. You know, right now the way I would look at it is is I do like um, the Bucs in the series. And I would tend to think that if you can get a series price of, like, minus one and a half, I, I would run to the window and take that because you could probably get it closer to plus money. And with that, uh, you only need uh, them to close it in six games or less. And if they win tomorrow, I'm sorry. The, se- the series is already over because I can't expect them to go get two. Uh, Boston get two games in Milwaukee.
0: Coach, I felt like I was like nine years old yesterday watching that Warriors-Grizzlies game, especially in the fourth quarter. The shot-making in that game. Jaron Jackson Jr., the ugliest shot. He shoots like my grandmother with the two hands. But man, when he's going, like he's going. And I love the play they had drawn up. Ja had a good look. Great defense from Clay on that last play. But that series is great. But I just think... I think Memphis is too young. I love this Grizzlies team. I think it's Warriors and six at most. Your thoughts, uh, game two coming up tomorrow night at nine thirty. Grizzlies one and a half point underdogs at home. The total two twenty-seven and a half.
2: Yeah, I was on Golden State yesterday. Of course, thank you, Clay Thompson, for bricking those two <laughs> yes. free throws at two and a half. Yes. I mean I was like, Yeah, you know, I was I was running to the window ready to cash out, and all of a sudden, you know, he missed the two free throws. But when you when you look at it I think you make a good point, Ryan. This is the first time they've been in this spot. Forget the regular season. Like, you're in with the big dogs now. This is completely different, and you could argue, just like we talked about Boston getting a little bit lucky versus, you know, Brooklyn, you could argue that Minnesota should have won that series. I mean, they gave up three leads of double digits in the fourth quarter in this series, so you could argue that, uh, you know, Memphis shouldn't even be there. So I think this is a big spot for the Grizzlies. I think they're a year too early, but this will be a good learning experience for them. Um, I do agree with you. I do think it's it's a series that probably goes six or so games. So I do think we're lining up eventually to have a a really big matchup, uh, most likely between Phoenix and Golden State in the Western Conference Finals.
3: Coach, you know what was wild to me is that last 36 seconds. It just – it, the blunder—it felt like there were six or seven solid blunders. One, you're—you should go for the two for one if you're the Grizzlies. Um, then you obviously take 20 full seconds to get that layup off, which you know Steph ends up blocking. They take take a full seven seconds to foul, and they still have a foul to give. Then they take another five full seconds to foul again, and then that leaves them only like 3.5, 3.7 seconds for Jaw to try to to get his shot off, and then they send them at half court like what were they doing and who's who's to blame there because they could have easily won
2: that game you know Tristan, that's coaching and you know you talk about players being in a spot for the first time Taylor Jenkins first you know time in that spot too so he's got to deal with that as well And, and and you and you learn from your mistakes and those is when you play a team just like Golden State you can't make mistake, forget mistake upon mistake but upon mistake. Down the stretch, you gotta be clutch, yeah. and you gotta do everything almost by the book, because they're, uh, forgive the missed free throws, they're not gonna mess up down the stretch, because they've been there so many times, so, you know, you would hope to see some adjustments, but let's be honest, you know, they could've won that game. Jerry Jackson Jr. was a man, and they gotta, they, this, this is what he can be. I think he could be a 20, 22, and 10 guy every night if he just plays with that effort and that energy, and stays out of foul trouble. But on the flip side, you got to get better out of Bain and Brooklyn. I think they were like six for 26, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they were. they got to be better. So if you're Minnesota, I mean, sorry, if you're Memphis, if you're Taylor Jenkins, you can say, hey, listen, we lost by one, we made a ton of mistakes, and our two best shooters went six for 26. We can be better. But I will say this. Giles sometimes, to me, tries to do too much. Yeah, he does. And he's got to be a guy, I liked him later in that Minnesota series when he was getting you 11, 12, 13 assists and spraying the ball around. I think what maybe happened is the moment got big for him, Bain and Brooks weren't hitting shots, and he just tried to take over the game himself.
3: They should try to give the ball to Brendan Clark down low, probably with that little of time left.
1: Yeah.
0: Coach, we only got about two minutes. uh, Really quickly, do you give the 76ers a shot in this series? They're down 43-32 if they're able to get Embiid back for game three when the series heads back to Philly?
2: Oh, hell no. (laughs) Exactly. Great answer. I mean, another thing right now, Ryan, are we talking about is is it going to be in five games or less, right? Is it four or five? Because if, it, if it's too 0 well, and if you're watching this game, Miami's doing something pretty smart. They're picking up full court James Harden. Yeah. They're just going to try and wear this dude out. So when you look at props going forward, you know, I think it's best to look at James Harden in regards to his rebounds and assist props together, um, and then look at other guys to pick up the scoring flag because it's, you can't expect James Harden because think 27 and a half versus Miami. They're going to take the ball out
0: of his hand. Exactly. We went with Tobias. He's got 10 already on five and nine shooting. So hopefully uh, that ends up cashing. We're with you on that one. Thanks so much, Coach. Great stuff as awesome usual.
2: stuff. All right. Great to be with you guys. See you guys soon. That's James
0: Young, sports grid basketball analyst. He joined us on the Roman guest line. You can get a free online, uh, online evaluation as well as ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Go to GetRoman.com slash BetQL now to get $15 off your first month. That's GetRoman.com slash Bet QL, I love Bet QL. I love
3: the honesty where he's like, "Oh hell, hell no!"
0: no. Yeah, I know that's that's awesome. I feel I like everybody has the that, that's just because people talk will be Philly. like,
3: you know what I mean? People will usually just be like, "Well, you know, anything's, well, anything's possible. possible," and it's like, I don't want to hear that. <laughs> I want to hear how you feel. Put your stake in the ground. And give me your take. Don't give me two sides of the take. Oh, well, you know, Miami's playing real well, but, you know, l B does have the scoring yep. title. Yep. And, you know, Doc Rivers is a big, big spot for Doc. Philly's a tough place. But get out of here. Yes, thank you, James Young, for telling us what we all know. Philly stinks.